A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. On episode 18, 18, can you believe it? We're talking MarTech. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. We're going to chat with David Meiselman about MarTech today. We'll get to that discussion in just a moment. Just a note about what we've got coming up. We're planning to talk with Professor Bob McCullough about the next generation of marketers. We're talking with Chris Daly about psychology and marketing. Also got a chat about data in marketing planned. And we've got another chat about funding and marketing in the works. Always love to hear from you about ideas for episodes. So if you have one, hit the website confessionsofamarketer.com and drop me a message. On to David Meiselman. David is CMO of EasyCater, the only nationwide marketplace for business catering. A while back, I thought of doing an episode on MarTech and asked around about who would be an ideal guest. A couple of people, including an early guest on the pod, David Cooperstein, said I had to talk with David Meiselman, and I'm glad I did. He really distills MarTech to its essence. It was a great chat. Hope you enjoy it, too. David Meiselman, welcome to Confessions of a Marketer. Great to have you here. Great to be here. So there are so many technologies that affect marketing, but MarTech often gets distilled to CRM, marketing automation, and things like that. Now, looking at the landscape, illustrations of the MarTech market, it's a pretty complex space. And though they're important, it's much broader than CRM and that stuff. So what exactly is MarTech? Well, it's a, it's a great question, and especially given the proliferation of all the technology that exists out there in the last few years, it's a harder one to answer. I mean, the way that I look at MarTech is that it's really any technology that helps marketers do their job effectively. Right. At the end of the day, it really is about data and information. Information is really what drives modern marketing. Uh, information to inform, information to guide, and information to make our messages, um, you know, more uh, uh, more on target. We use data to help pattern match and really understand the best action uh, that we can take or the best message to use. We use it to help us automate all of the different processes that we run to try and step people through a customer journey, and then we use it also to help influence people at each step of that journey. At the end of the day, I think the holy grail has always been getting the right message for the right person delivered at the right time. That's kind of the heart of marketing in general. But I think MarTech helps us to make a meaningful difference 
in our ability to, to accomplish that. I also find it interesting that ad platforms and, and some of the vendors out there that we don't necessarily think of as being technology providers are now providing some of that right within their offering. So if anything, it's getting more complex to define exactly what MarTech is uh, at the same time that MarTech is getting a lot better at helping us be effective. Right, because we all use technology as marketers, right? So it could be exactly just about anything. Yep. So, so when you're starting a new role, has a MarTech guru been among your first hires? Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, I often haven't had that luxury uh, when I have a small team. Mm -hmm. At EasyCater, I was very lucky to stumble into a very early MarTech hire uh, and really, really jumped on that. And I think it's been very, very helpful to have somebody focused on it from an early part of developing our function and developing our department. These days, though, increasingly modern marketers all need to be familiar with what technology can be used to help them do what they need to do. It's helpful to have somebody in the organization, though, that understands how technologies fit together and how they can interact to be most effective. I wish that all marketing teams had the ability to have somebody that really understands that in a detailed way. Uh, it's part marketer, it's part MacGyver, uh, and it's part sort of enterprise architect. And you know, you're in good shape if you have one of those, but I know a lot of teams don't have the luxury of doing that early. Right. So with that in mind, what are the two or three areas a marketing leader should focus on when it comes to MarTech? I'd say um, number one, is really data and the ability to analyze it and understand where you are and where you're going. And what I mean by that is, uh, sure, there's traditional aspects of web analytics and, and those types of things. But I think the most important thing that a marketer can do is to understand how to connect your internal data, the data from your own system. So for example, at EasyCater, you know, we have a commerce engine. And we try to marry the data that we have about our customers and about people interacting with our systems that we gather internally with data that we're collecting externally through various analytics and through the various ad platforms or, uh, or CRM or, or what have you. So uh, number one, I would say that people should think about is data and the ability to use it to your advantage. The second piece is uh, really about process automation. It's about helping you do the right things at scale. And so obviously, the, you know, some of the earliest instances of this uh, were email service providers and uh, the way that email service providers moved to more automation, whether it was simple responding uh, to an incoming inquiry or scheduling or, um, you know, automated workflows that kick off when the customer is at a certain point in the journey. But, you know, again, overall, the concept here is to be able to automate process that helps you scale your activities. And then last but certainly not least are communications platforms that enable you to make contact in as personalized a way as possible uh, in, in the right way. We've obviously seen a lot of movement in that area in the last couple of years, particularly as this concept of conversations, kind of the new look and the new approach and the new thinking around what we used to just call chat. You know, it's, it's not just all about email anymore. And it's really about trying to have that conversation in the right way, in the right context, on the right platform, you know, with your customer or with your prospect. So again, you know, just quick recap, it's data, 
process automation and communication. That's wonderful. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. SaaS technology is the direction, you know, even large, massive companies are going in these days. Do you have any advice for marketers, whether they're large or small companies, that are evaluating SaaS products? Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I mean, I think, you know, you you mentioned at the very beginning of the call about the proliferation of things on the on the martech landscape uh, charts that people put out i think what a lot of what's driving that is the ease of coming to market with a saas platform it's a lot easier to do that than it used to be years back i'd say that as people are looking at and evaluating saas technology i'd say the first place i would suggest people look is again related to the data uh, how can these saas platforms integrate to the rest of your marketing stack, to the rest of uh, sources and uses of information that might be feeding data into that SaaS platform or using data coming out of that SaaS platform. So you really want to be uh, selecting SaaS vendors that understand that integration is important, uh, that are using uh, robust open APIs, or that have written a lot of connectors that help you stitch together what you need to do. So that's number one. Number two is obviously compliance with security practices. I think uh, even beyond the reality of questions about security, people worry about security. And so you want to be fully confident that as you're using customer or prospect data or partner data, uh, that it's in platforms that are compliant with security standards in a way that you can be confident that you can tell your customers you're taking care of their information. And then last uh, is, you know, I think also because of the proliferation of SaaS technology, you want to make sure that uh, if you're investing in a platform that's important to your business, that that platform is going to be there on an ongoing basis. So, you know, whether the company itself is fully established and has strong uh, financials or whether they're strongly funded and, and you're confident based upon the information about their funding that they're going to be around, at least for the period of time that you need to use them, that would be the last thing that I would also suggest people look at. Great advice. So technology is at the center of all of our lives, and it kind of connects our families, our friends, and our colleagues. Do you think MarTech can be the glue that binds together the marketing organization? You know, I thought about this. I don't know that it's the MarTech itself that does the binding, but it helps to facilitate or actuate the stuff that does. And what I mean by that is data and process are the things that bind a marketing effort together. And they're the things that make, you know, sort of different groups maybe within the marketing organization or other functions and departments across your whole organization that's what binds those efforts together is the flow of information and the processes that people are following to try and you know move people through that customer journey or drive the outcomes that we're trying to drive data helps to drive that it helps you to understand where you are with that process helps you to define what should happen and when you automate that process it helps to you know make that easier to scale you need martech to facilitate that and that is the heart of, of, frankly, having a really efficient type of organization uh, that's you know, bringing stuff to market. David, that was wonderful to have you here on Confessions of a Marketer. I'm sure the listeners will get a lot out of our discussion. Once again, thanks. Well, I enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. 
really want to thank David for joining me here on Confessions of a Marketer. Maybe we all know a little bit more about MarTech now. I know I do. Next time on Confessions of a Marketer, we're talking psychology in marketing with Disruptive Advertising VP Chris Daly. So stay tuned. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2018. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. Mm-hmm.